Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of Golf Talk Live, your favorite golf podcast out there today. It is your favorite, favorite person, Christian Mazanis, alongside the better looking Pew, Alan. How are you? As well as Andrew. I don't know which one were you going for is the better looking. Alan's the better looking. At least you got that right. I'm just kidding. Andrew's younger and old and distinct. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with the you know, the age before beauty references is probably the the better one in my opinion. But anyway, we'll, we won't go that far. But hey, at least the golf game. Andrew, did you notice how he worked? In, I'm just saying. Andrew, did you notice how he worked in a lot of favorites? Favorites, favorite. I'm he's the favorite. I am. Apparently, I is the favorite. It's news to me. News to me. You know, if we do a poll. Of the who's your favorite uh, golf talk liver? I bet you I win. Okay, well we're gonna put that out there. No, <laughs> we're good. I w- I hope so. No, but seriously, what a week! Look, it's been. I was it's gonna say. The weeks. Can you guys figure you guys, it out over there? You guys, you guys go on the vacation, come on a little golf trip. Now you're coming back, and you both. You're all tired out and what winded and backed up on work and all this other stuff. And I'm in the Outer Banks. Must be nice having the ability to just, you know, take a vacation yeah, into a vacation. I'm jealous. Just Did you bring the stick first and foremost? I may have brought the sticks. <laughs> what are you going to shoot? Like 84, 85? matters. Probably at least at least at least eighty four. Maybe maybe I can get it down to like eighty two or something. Keep it under ninety four is the goal. I'm just saying that the last day we played together, it can't get any worse than that, Alan. I love you, but it can't get any worse than that, brother. It was pretty bad, really. Yeah. All right. Well, (laughs) we're gonna move on. People that were playing good, we're we're over in Japan. And let's talk about the men. We got to talk about the ladies. What's on tap here? Uh, I believe a little bit later, since we're talking traveling, we're talking golf. Uh, we're going to be heading down, uh, connecting with Steve Mays of Founders Group International, and we may even have Tony Leodora checking in from the road. We got a Tony sighting golfer himself. But Andrew, what's your thoughts? We 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 got a Tony sighting. We got a Tony sighting. Uh, cool. Andrew, what is your thoughts on the men's golf competition at the Olympiad? Um, my 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 idea, my thought is, you guys can both, uh, you know, I'm right. That's all. It was a lucky pick, first and foremost. No, I'm just kidding. It was actually a phenomenal performance by Xander. It was a great tournament. Um, I mean, it was great to watch. I, I loved it. I was more in tune to that actually than like a normal event. Um, you know, Rory alluded where, to where it. was where where did Hovland finish? Uh, I don't even know to be honest with you because I was I was worrying more about if if the Americans were going to take it home. Honestly, I wanted the Americans to win it. But first off, Xander, in my opinion, was not the highlight of the day. Rory Sabatini posting sixty one minus ten that was the highlight of the day. To post seventeen under, having Xander make birdie in the last two holes in the circumstances that it was. I mean, Rory alluded to it after that. He's like, I've never played so – I've never been more focused to finish third place in my career ever. Well, I'm just going to put this out here. I was right. Um, 
You guys always back. You guys always back me and, and, and bash me about my ability to pick them. But I was right on the Xander. Just throwing that out there. Went not with one of my boys, and I and I got that right. But number two, to answer your my my question to you, uh, Rory McIlroy finished above Victor Hovland, which you both said, and I quote, "That's not possible. No way is that going to happen." So just saying, Andrew might know something about the Olympics. Just saying. Just saying. Um, but the story in my mind, yes, was Rory Sabatini, but the other one. Can we talk about talking pressure and playing them for pressure golf? Um, the South Koreans were literally playing so that they don't have to join the military after the Olympics. Could you talk about having to sink a five footer for, you know, to try to, or you know, neither one of them, you know, made a medal, but you can talk about playing under pressure golf and pressure situations. I don't know if I've ever or will ever have to deal with something to that extent, which was kind of unique to see. So that was uh, that was my storyline of the of the entire event. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was different to see that. You know, I I felt really bad for Hideki. You know, I knew Hideki really wanted to to medal. You know, being on his home soil and you know having all the fans that were there, like all the spectators. Excuse me, that I mean there were no fans allowed unfortunately, but there was a few few spectators that were there really rooting him on. Um, you know, seeing. Um, Hideki he played phenomenal golf the last day, just missed a few putts coming down the stretch. Um, but again, at the end of the day, hats off to Xander. You know, I think the last 48 hours, I think he's been nonstop with media interviews, traveling back from, from Tokyo, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and now he's playing in the, in the FedEx St. Jude. What a storyline would that be if you travel 48 hours, didn't even sleep, and he comes over and wins this event this week? It would be pretty good. I actually got a – Go ahead. Go ahead. I said, I think it'll be, I think it would be spectacular if you could pull that off. Uh, I did like the little tweet that uh, Phil Mickelson asked about, uh, will he be marking his golf ball with the gold medal now moving forward? There was a little banter back and forth on Twitter between those two. But Andrew, to your point, we kind of have that, you know, we had that in a way. I mean, it's been forever, but our, our own Billy Hurley, who we've had on the show, friend of the show, he had to go through military service and still came out with a golf game. But uh, to answer your question, no, I, I, I don't think I could handle that putt knowing that <laughs> win, win, and I don't have to go in the military, uh, don't win, and I do. I don't know if I want well, that. I think, yeah, I think obviously action. we've had Billy Hurley on the show, but I think like in his situation, it, you know, it's in my mind a little bit different and not, not to say it take anything away from Billy and obviously everything he's done for the country, our country. Great. You know, in in the navy but at least in that situation in that circumstance like he kind of signed up for it like these guys it's mandatory a part of their country's you know rules and regulations so that's unique in its own right um but there was a lot of pressure i mean to christian you alluded to, to xander he had to make birdie on 17 and 18 just to be able to to take home the gold um the other one we haven't even said it there was a seven-man playoff for bronze can you imagine like having a seven man playoff on the PGA tour? That would be incredible. So there was a lot of cool stories. Golf in the Olympics, I think is here to stay golf in the Olympics is slowly starting to make its mark. Um, I wish obviously 2016, the Rio Olympics, a lot of guys were scared because of other health issues that were going on surrounding the, the Rio games. 
Now you have the COVID issue. I really hope by the next time the Summer Olympics rolls around, there is nothing so we can truly see the biggest and best stars at their respective countries playing because we all know there were some stars that didn't get to play um, or decided not to. And, and I think that kind of took away from it a little bit as much as we did enjoy getting to watch it. It just didn't have the same star power. Let's put it that way. Oh, absolutely. I, I read an article on Christian, what, what was that, Alan? Christian, would you jump in on the, do you think about the, do you think about the, uh, the whole team aspect? Yeah, I mean, it's different because these guys, obviously, they're playing for an individual medal, but they're also playing for their country as well. I mean, you know, these guys are they're a team going down there and they want to compete and they want to show that they're um, their country, what they're made for, obviously. You know, I, I was just about to allude to it, but I, I was reading an article a few days ago and people were saying that, like, would Xander have won if John Rahm played or Dustin Johnson played or Brooks Kepka played? You know, these top players in the world, would he still have won? I still think he would have won, personally, because he's a phenomenal golfer, right? It would have been tough because John Rahm right now, in my opinion, is the hottest golfer in the world. But well, you know, I got I got I a stat here. Going, I got a stat when we look ahead that, that may speak otherwise. I, I do think going into the, the Olympics, he was the hottest golfer on the planet. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. So I um, think he I think going into it, he would have had the most confidence. Would he have won? It, he would have been up there. I don't think he I don't know if he would have won. It would have been nice to see that though. But at the end of the day, again, it was a phenomenal event. Uh, Tokyo did a great job. At the for the golf course, the golf course was phenomenal. I mean, it was just in tip top shape. I know I was just yeah. watching the ladies play, you know, right before we got on air here. And it's just, it's going to be a fun, uh, a fun four days to watch the women play as well. I saw a new one. And to go to your point about the team stuff, I saw a point which I thought would be kind of interesting to discuss. Someone brought up the idea for the next Olympics. What they should do is take your two best scores per day. So you can have the Olympic, like, you know, medalist right honors where you have the low the low medalist and then from there for the first two days you take your top two scores out of like the three players or four players that come and then from there you do match play format for the last two days to determine a quarterfinal semi and and final to determine a, a team champion which i thought was actually a unique but very fresh and cool concept overall like that's something that i think could draw in a lot of viewers you know because we all know how impactful the Ryder cup the president's cup is that that kind of format i think would make some serious tv i i think it would have exploded so i i think they ought to file the ncaa's format play 54 holes of stroke play crown your individual champion and then as you said you play you seed the seed the teams I've got a whole thing I've been working on, boys. I'm going to post it out on our social media on how they how they could do it if I was the Olympic golf czar. If you were the Olympic, I can't wait to see this. This has got to have some. This, this has I, got I to be happening down the line. To be honest with you, I do think the Olympic committee could look at the format and understand that you know what, since you are playing for your country, I do think that you should have three or four per like people on a team. Um, you know, you can make it 54 holes. You can make it 72 holes, you know. Um, you can do match play, stuff play, intertwine the two of them, you know. But I do think that if you are representing your country at the end of the day, um, you know, it would be cool to see it, all, all four of them uh, host a gold medal at the end of it. Very cool. So, I'll say this, though. All in all, every single one of those guys at the top of the leaderboard and especially the South Koreans that were trying to play for non-military service duty um, for their mandatory service, they all had to be calming their nerves, and we can't talk about calming nerves without bringing up our good friends over at Yips. You like how I did that, guys? I know you did. 
Um, anyway, we can't bring up them without bringing up our good friends over at Yips. They are the official CBD and herbal supplement of Golf Talk Lives and the 19th Hole Podcast, which obviously you're currently listening to. And they're the world's first full-spectrum CBD supplement. They figured out a way to create a product with zero loss to the degradation and plant strain profile known as the Lacey Effect. There's no toxins, additives, or other chemicals like other big CBD brands, so they're not putting anything bad in their, in their brand, which is obviously ideal for somebody wanting to try this out. And they're created with all organic, non-GMO, and gluten-free ingredients, which, again, only putting the best products in your body. If you're looking to hold it, get a hold of this phenomenal product, be sure to use our code GTL10. Again, that's code GTL10 for 10% off. Start seeing those great benefits today. You can find them over at yips.co, which is their website. They have a number of different products, both AM and PM versions. So definitely need to try those out. Um, I told you guys how to stat. Christian, I'll bring it up now because obviously we talked about doing maybe a quick little look ahead. I know uh, women are still playing, so we don't want to you know break any news in case people haven't seen it. But the guys are playing in the WGC FedEx uh, St. Jude this week in Memphis. And this is a stat I saw that Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson both could become world number one. Uh, so you're talking about number one guys and guys playing the best right now. Colin could win if with, with a win at the WGC, he would become world number one for the first time. Um, and Dustin Johnson with a win could be number one if he obviously takes home uh, the trophy. Dustin Johnson also could have a solo second or a two-way tie for second so long as Colin Morikawa does not win and become the world number one. So the reason I bring that up is we talk, we, we always have been talking about these other guys, these other guys, and just like normal, in my opinion, DJ is sneakily sneaking along throughout the course of the year, but he's still right there at world number one. And obviously we know what the talent he brings, but I thought it was interesting and I wanted to share with you guys because I thought it was something kind of unique. Like we don't really talk about DJ. We always talk We this past year. We've talked about his struggles, not his successes, but he's still literally right there. All he's got to do is win one golf tournament, which we've seen him do plenty of times with the WGC. So what's your guys' thoughts? Yeah. I think I mean, that he DJ... built such a lead in the world rank uh, golf rankings that people just kind of caught up to him now. And now he's back with the pack. Okay. Yeah, I mean, DJ's a phenomenal golfer. It kind of shocked me, though, that he can be back to number one because we haven't really seen him up top of the leaderboard. I don't, really th- I don't even think he has, has won an event the last four or five months, you know, so it kind of surprised me to hear that stat. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, Colin's up there. Colin's playing phenomenal. You know, he's now one of the top players in the world, if not the best player right now on the planet. You know, I, I do think we can all agree to it. I do think him and Rom are one, two in the world. It just depends on what you guys or what you, what you think. I mean, I think Rom's the best player in the world right now. I mean, some people think Mark is the best player in the world, but I think you can't go wrong with the two of them at the top. I think the, um, the ending idea in my mind, the difference between the two of them right now is Colin putting well, because Colin's putting stroke has been his, his nemesis. If you want to even call it that. Um, but then again, you can also make the argument that Rom has had some issues with some other stuff too. Like he's had his issues with, with controlling, you know, his, his emotions. And sometimes he doesn't putt super well. I mean, he's still a, a pretty decent putter regardless, but um, it was just unique because I, I think the real one is the DJ one. Like, obviously dad, you made the comment that he's just, he was so far ahead. Now people are caught up, but 
we don't, we haven't, we have not talked about DJ whatsoever and to not talk about DJ and then to see a stat like that is kind of eye opening of how good he truly is. So something unique to say the least for sure. Agree. Now, dad, you did allude to it also a little bit earlier. We are on our weary ways, you know, post travel, but we're not also just, you know, sticking with the flow. We, we do have some other people on tap. We have a good special friend, I guess you said, gets coming to the show. Who who might that be? If you want to reiterate yeah. that for the listening audience, why, why don't you guys go? Why don't you guys go grab a drink? And I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up with my friend Steve Bass. All right, guys. While you go grab another beverage, I'm gonna welcome another guest here into the 19th hole. My longtime friend, the president of Founders Group International, Steve Mays. Welcome to the 19th Hole Podcast. It is great to chat again, my friend. Alan, it's always a pleasure to uh, to speak with you. So, you know, we've been on this golf trip. The boys came down here uh, last week to Philadelphia, gave me a playing lesson, and it got me thinking about destination golf and the travels of golf. And you can't say – if you're on the East Coast, you, if you're talking destination golf, you got to be talking Myrtle Beach. And you are the president and operator of the largest course manager operator in that area. How has the golf season been in Myrtle? Well, it has been it's a, it's a tale of a bunch of uh, different seasons, right? So obviously golf has been on this great uh, resurgence, you know, unfortunately due to to COVID, but there's been this great resurgence of golf uh, around the country. And obviously travel golf was a little behind that. You know, we missed all of that uh, resurgence because people couldn't travel. So this spring we started to see travel come back much, you know, much better than it was in the fall, obviously, the last year. We weren't quite to where we were pre-COVID numbers, uh, but once we hit the summer, uh, you know, we've been playing a lot of travel golf here at the beach in the fall. Uh, looks like it's going to be really busy, um, and so if you haven't booked your tee time, now's the time to do it to make sure you have some time in the fall if you're planning on a fall vacation, but it's really, it's really we're starting to see that, you know, that uh, that big growth in golf that everyone around the country is seeing. We're finally seeing it in the travel markets now. You know, that's, that's great news, because actually we saw each other last year at the world am and uh i i popped down there for a few days and you know a lot of rounds being placed but it wasn't the destination rounds it wasn't the guys coming in the package rounds you know 12 16 guys uh i'm seeing it up north a lot of guys are piling in the car drive to destinations not flying still but uh that i mean that's that's tremendous news for not only your group but just myrtle beach and golf in general yeah, it's great to see, you know, I mean, golf, I mean, obviously we both love golf and know how great golf is, and it's great to see this, you know, we've been in, in a downtime or, or, you know, the bottom of the curve for a while in the golf industry, so it's great to see this resurgence, it's great to see the energy around the game again, it, and it's great to see new people, I mean, anecdotally, I don't have any research to prove this, but, it, you know, just from what we're, the faces we're seeing in the clubhouse, we're seeing a lot of the younger golfer coming in, so new people. Likewise, Yeah. You know Myrtle Beach from a from a golf destination perspective, so that's the exciting time around. You know we just made a uh, you know we're making a lot of investment back into the golf courses. We just did a huge uh, green and bunker renovation at Pine Lakes, which is the oldest course here in the area. And the, uh, gran- the granddaddy, right? The, the granddaddy, yeah. We just did a big <laughs> renovation there that we just finished up on. So we have brand new greens there and brand new bunkers. And we redid had the 
um, architect come in and, and redo kind of it kind of really return those bunkers to probably where they were in 1927 we put grass-based bunkers there and they're kind of a little rough around the edges and more native around the edges so it really gives pine lakes you know kind of put the finishing touches to that golf course well i'll tell you what i might have to grab the boys and uh we might have to swing down there this fall we'd love to have you be our fourth in the group and we'll record our little exploits and maybe we'll finally answer the question from back in high school, who was better, you or me? Well, I, I, that, that question's already been answered. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. But, well, then I better choose. Yeah, I better. I'd love to be the fourth. I'd love to be. Now, I will say, you know, that the, the game is not as what it once was. But but if you guys are coming down, I'll make sure I get the game back in a shape so that no one has any excuses. Steve, I only got two problems with my game: lack of talent and inability. <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you there. <laughs> but, but I got a couple of young bucks that they uh, they can stripe it. So, hey, I got that going for me. So, yeah, I, that's right. I'd love to play. Come hey, on down. Hey, Give me an excuse to get out and play some more. I, I also mentioned, you know, the World Amp. That's upcoming. Um, I know your your course or your group makes all your courses basically available. Um, great tracks, Grand Dunes, and, and we mentioned the Granddaddy. But, uh that's got to be a resurgence from what it was. It was just last year. I'm I'm, I'm happy for the guys. They actually uh, we we held it, but looking forward to having that return to the to the level and uh, enjoyment that it normally is always at. Yeah, so I mean, it was quite a feat to to you know pull that event off last year. Obviously, there were a lot of changes as were anything that happened in 2020. They didn't do the world's oldest 19th hole because it didn't make sense to have a bunch of people congregate in a convention center. And um, uh, but they were still able to go out and play golf and and uh, get you know I think they had a, I think they had 22,000 to 2,500 players last year, which was great considering where we were in the world at that point. Um, and this year, I think they're expecting 3,500. So a really big push on players. The world's 19th hole is coming back. Um, so they'll have that, that, uh, activity again, uh, which will be great. Um, and you know, that's an event that's near and dear to my heart. I ran that event for over 10 years and, you know, to have, uh, you know, that many golfers in one place competing for one trophy is really kind of, really something special to, to witness and be a part of. Well, I know our, our co-host and the traveling golfer who checks in occasionally, Tony Leodora, he will be there doing a video blog once again. So uh, I, I look forward to watching his uh, challenges on the golf course. Yeah, I don't know if Tony has ever won his flight. I can't remember. I think maybe one time, but he's played in a lot of years, so he should be he should be knocking on the door at least to win a, win a, win his flight at least one time. He he said he was limping around last year trying to trying to get it home, but uh, fell a little short. <laughs> he probably it probably makes the excuse that he is uh, working wise down there as well, so he can't really focus. Hey, that that you know what that's got to be the case, and I, I I'm going to hold to that for my golf game as well. That's the reason I'm usually working when I'm on the course, so that's why my game is you know in, in shambles. Hey, we all need our excuses, right? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, and you know what, another thing that brought us together, I, I just, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on it, and you know, there's so many positive things going on with golf, with Myrtle Beach, with the World Amp, but we had some some sadness for you and me personally this week, and we, we, we lost uh, my mentor, I mean, my first golf pro, I mean, not technically the first golf pro I ever worked for, but Certainly the first one that uh, taught me the business, and uh, I know you could probably say the same, Mike Wynn, 
former head golf professional at uh, Evergreen Country Club, former PGA Tour professional, and uh, he passed away this week. And you know, I, I I can't get you on the into the nineteenth hole sitting down chatting if we can't talk about Mike. Yeah, exactly. That was some tough news uh, that we got. And as you said, he was he was my mentor as well in the golf business. You know, I, I started working at uh, Evergreen Country Club when I was, probably, I think, probably 12 years old. So he was the first golfer that taught me the business, taught me the game, taught me the swing. Uh, you know, I still use a lot of the things that he taught me from a business perspective and in my everyday life. Uh, stuff that I talk to my kids about. So I can't say enough about Mike Wynn and the impact he had on my life, the impact he had on everyone that went through Evergreen and in the, the courses that he worked at. Uh, just had such a tremendous, uh, uh, such a tremendous impact. It was such a great uh, mentor, knew the game, knew the business, just one of those, if you had the, you know, the term, the pros pro, and that really uh, is who he was. He was he was a golf pros pro. Yeah, w- without question. I, I you know we got to give a shout out. We have our own little Facebook uh, Facebook group, that messaging group. And I'll tell you what, how many of us that have gone on in the golf industry? Um, some of us own y- yourself. You know, r- running multiple golf courses. Another gentleman owns golf courses. And every single one of us, you know, we pay homage to the guy. I mean, great lessons, great life lessons that he he taught every single one of us. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if he even probably truly appreciated uh, the accomplishments of everybody that uh, came through and worked underneath him and went out to do so many different things and great things within the golf industry. You know, as with, and we talked about this earlier, as with, uh, you know, too many people, we don't get to say those things uh, to them before they pass away, and that's unfortunate. But I, I hope he realized, you know, the true impact he had on all of us and, and, and what we went on to accomplish uh, because of who he was and, and how he showed us to be uh, a leader and how he showed us how to work in the golf business. Yeah, I, 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 I could, I'll, I'll close it by saying this. I know my golf swing is not... Uh, uh, completely up to his teachings, but he, he, you know he did the best that he could do with what he had to work with. So, <laughs> fire the hands, right, Steve? Fire the hands. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Steve, always a pleasure to chat with you. We got to get down there. We'd love to see the granddad. Maybe we can do a show right from there, and uh, we can uh, beat it around the golf course a little bit. Alan, I would love to do it. Uh, please come down and see us and. Uh, I can't wait to play some golf with you. All right, folks. Steve Mays, president of Founders Group International, right here on the 19th hole. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Always a pleasure to catch up with Stevie. Uh, Guys, like I said, uh, we have an invite to head down to – we have an invite to head down to uh, uh, Myrtle Beach and uh, play the granddaddy, which has been redesigned. Pine Lakes Country Club, and uh, you up for another road trip? Uh, I may need just a couple more weeks, at least in the office, before I can take a, another another <laughs> excursion. But I definitely need, before any of that, I definitely need to get uh, back on my perfect practice putting mat because my putting stroke was atrocious last weekend, uh, to say the least. Which obviously, you know, you guys are all in the in the in the eyes waiting to see it. It was not nearly as good other than that one, you know, about 40 footer that I drained on social media that everyone gets us all beat. But, um, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Shooter McGavin, Shooter McGavin rolled it rock pretty good. 
Shooter did roll it pretty well. He he needed one just to get, you know, one pace putt just to see how fast it was rolling. But uh, he, he drove the second one right in the heart, which is nice. But, um, yeah, obviously uh, definitely need to get down there, need to make a big tour. But, again, we need to be obviously able to practice a little bit first. Can't talk about practice, can't talk about putting without bringing up our good friends over at the Perfect Practice Putting Mats. They are a big friend of the show and obviously for big reasoning because they are such a phenomenal product. They are also the official putting training aid of Golf Talk Live in the 19th Hole podcast, which you're currently listening to. These mats are the realest of deal. If you're looking to get better at putting right now, you need to try them out. They work for the best players in the world like Dustin Johnson and guys like you and me. So they're going to work for you, too, because they work for all shapes and sizes. They come in three main sizes. Speaking of such, they go all the way from their compact edition, which is great for road trips so we can roll up and take in our bag or carry on, depending on if we're flying somewhere. And they stretch out to their XL version, which goes out to 15 feet when fully extended. If you're looking to get a hold of this phenomenal practice putting mat, you need to use our code GTL15. Again, that's code GTL15 for 15% off your mat today. And again, if they're good enough for Dustin Johnson and the best players in the world and guys like you and me, they're going to work for pretty much anybody and everybody. So you need to try them out ASAP. Get them over at perfectpracticeputtingmats.com. And uh, yeah, there you go. There you have it. I mean, yeah, I, I do think, uh, I mean, Alan had two big highlights of, of Monday, right? Eagle putt on one, eagle putt on 18. That's, that's about it. And, folks, that's pretty much all uh, Alan did yep. that entire day. Pretty you know, much. I love him to death, but sorry. What? Christian, Christian, you're, you, you were my cart mate. You are my my uh, my boy, so to speak. When when you're constantly having my back in these conversations, and now you're ragging on me, Dad. I, Alan, I, I you love know, you, but very, there was not I, much I, other than I, one in eighteen that you did I anything too, for. Okay, I too used to be able to hit it as far as you guys. Okay, not just saying. And the day will come, and if I still if I'm still vertical and above the above the dirt, I will laugh at you when you guys were only putting, able to putt and contribute on a four ball. Listen, well, your was, job was your job was to make putts, and, and you did not make enough of them. That's that's just the that's just the reality. It's okay. We won the game. Turn. How many more do you want me to make? Well, that's because Christian and I had to. Well, mainly Christian had to make enough putts to make up for everything. Made the putt on one. Two was a tap in. Yeah, you're welcome. Made the putt on. Okay. Made the putt on four. You're welcome. Made the putt on chipped it, chipped it and hit the stick. You're on welcome six, for on three five. and four. We got all the way there. Five, I hit it to a foot for you. That that was about it. You had oh sorry, hold on, Christian. We forgot his chip shot on six. That was the only other attribution you of took the my, entire You day. took my tee shot on you took oh, my tee shot on nine and, I, and okay. I made the putt. I wonder how Alan got to that spot on Yeah, six. I was gonna say, how did he get to the spot on six? You hit it there. You're disregarding completely on number nine, my own natural birdie. Thank you. You didn't make birdie on nine. We parred nine. No, we did not. I made birdie. Uh-huh. Sure you he did. You did make birdie. I will get from that. It was my chip shot. It was my chip shot on an 11. Andrew knocked it in the damn pond on 12, Christian. Can't even keep it I in hit the it fairway. 20 yards further than you and went into the into the pond. Oh, yeah. That's so you had to take my, so in other words, you my tee shot there. No, we took Christian's okay. tee shot there. You're, you're, no, you did not. not. Yeah, yes, we did. No, I don't think so. 
Yes, we did. Okay. And then and then you bladed it right over the right over the the water and green into the back, almost into the it, street with the car coming by. I did, <laughs> I did indeed. But and wait, I right, we're just gonna get on, <laughs> we're just gonna get off of this. This is this is just not I gonna end. The bomb on fourteen, and then I made the big putt on eighteen. Come on, I did my job. Five swings. utility player. Utility player. You're like the utility hybrid that everyone puts in their bag for one swing out of the day. Christian, can, you, Christian, can we get over to the women's Olympics? Because I didn't say we were going to touch on that. Do you, you got any predictions? Who's going to lift? It, the, who's going to be uh, standing on top of the podium? About time. Um, no, I, 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 you know what? I honestly would love to see just because how well that they're playing right now. I would love to see an American sweep. I'd love to see both quarter sisters up there. What a moment that would be, first and foremost. They're two top players in the world. And then I would also love to see either Danielle Kang or Lexi Thompson, you know, get a medal because um, all four Americans deserve it. Obviously, you have a ton of phenomenal talent um, over on the women's side. And it's just going to be overall a great tournament to watch. Um, I really don't know. I mean, I can't go wrong with her. I got I got to go with, with Nellie Corda. I have to. It's hard to bet against them right now. It's hard to bet against Daniel Kang. It's hard to bet against, you know, the American team. You know, let alone uh, there's just there's a few others that you could probably bet on right now. But it's Do you want to pick anybody else from the field, or are you just gonna just gonna rattle off just the Americans? I'm gonna go. The, I'm, I'm you you do it because I think it's in front of you. I don't have it in front of me. I don't have it in front of me either. I know Liam McGuire from uh, Ireland is is there, but as far as anybody else, I, I didn't really look at the field too much. Um. All I know it's, is that it's, it's like, going to be. It's all. It's, it's the the women's field, unlike the men's field, has has all the big names there. I think it's wrong of you to just jump in and steal my pick with Nelly Corda. So I'll just go with Jessica Corda, and we'll leave Andrew to whoever's left. Okay. Um, well, that's that's real simple. It's either going to be MB Parker or Jin Young Ko. That's going to be the taking home the taking home the gold. And All right. Well, when I when I win another one, I'm going to count that as two major victories on my belt because, well, an Olympic gold is basically as good as a major, and that's that's just that. So there you go. No, nothing. All right. Cool. I'm glad you guys agree with my take on that one. Hey, I, I'm not. Look, man, you you just won, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk shit about your pick now because Can we actually we Christian we saw each other since, but. He hasn't seen us when we had this discussion. We have to ask, what's your take on this? Somebody made a comment. I think it was Max Homa even made a comment that the caddies of the Olympics should also receive a medal. Do you You're think that's me? Yeah. Do you do you think that that's that should happen, or do you think no. it should just be the players? No, they should, they they don't deserve one. Okay. All right. Now we know that he's had way too much to drink at, in the Outer Bank. We're you know what he's had too much to drink. Folks, he is clearly just not understanding what is going on here in the 19th hole. So what we're going to do, we said we had a Tony sighting. We might as well just go down to Tony, down in Florida, down and having some great old time. Tony, take it away for us here on the 19th hole. Tony's Tea Time this month answers an old question. Is it really possible to play golf in the summertime in Florida? Well, I can tell you absolutely it is. If you go to the right places, and University Park in Sarasota is definitely the right place. It's a great golf course designed by our good friend Ron Garl, 
And we have Ashley Hayden, the head golf professional with us. Ashley, it's been a while, but welcome back. Hi, Tony. Great to see you. It's great to see you, too. The part that people won't believe is that when we started our round today, it was 82 degrees, light breeze, a little bit of cloud cover. It couldn't be more comfortable. All right, by the end of the round, it started to steam up a little bit, but no worse than any other summer day in the mid-Atlantic region. That's something that people just don't understand about Florida. Exactly, and we're close enough to the water. We've almost always got a nice breeze out here, so it's definitely doable. Yeah. University Park, folks, uh, right in the heart of Sarasota, and as I said, designed by Ron Garl, our good friend who has done so many courses, not only in the south eastern part of the United States, but overseas, Thailand, Panama, China, Nigeria, all kinds of places. And in the Mid-Atlantic region, he was the one that built the first full short game practice facility at Bluebell Country Club that started a wave of short game construction all over the place there, trendsetter. And here at University Park, they have it all. It really is a very, very wonderful 27-hole golf course. Exactly. We've been open 30 years in October. There's a lot of variety. Some holes are narrow, some holes are wide open and extremely long, but it's all in great shape. The superintendent's awesome and coming out. It really is in great shape, and the greens today were as good as anything I've putted in Florida at this time of the year. Tell us a little bit about the construction of the greens. Um, they were redone oh, about 15 years ago, Tiff Eagle Greens. Um, with 27 holes, we get to work on them nine at a time whenever we want. So when we aerify, you won't know it because they're closed for three weeks. And when they reopen, they're perfect. Yeah. Really some uh, pretty holes out here. There's water. There's some uh, treed areas. Uh, there's a lot of of palmetto bushes all over the place oh yes uh, and uh, so you know there are some spots where you're going to lose a golf ball but for the most part i think it's a pretty straightforward golf course that's right in front of you exactly it's fair you see what's coming you can definitely find the palmettos but usually that's your own fault <laughs> that's right that's right somebody has to hit it there you're absolutely right and uh, university park began many years ago as a private club and then as we know through the years uh, where golf took a little bit of a, a swan dive uh, they had to open things up a little bit more it has a big membership now but you still allow a bit of out, outside play absolutely our members can make tea times a week in advance and what is left four days in advance is open to everyone so especially this time of the year there's plenty of room well listen folks you come out and see ashley hayden met him a number of times out here at university park he has hospitality down to a T. The entire place is beautiful. We're sitting on the back patio now, uh, which is an incredible place to have lunch after golf. You look out over the big lake there, and uh, well, it just doesn't get any better than this. You got it. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. All right, that's Tony's Tea Time from University Park, Sarasota, Florida, with head golf professional Ashley Hayden. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. Always a pleasure to have you. Glad you got to tee it up. And, uh, guys, I mean, if we're not doing the Outer Banks, we may have to go down to Florida and see Tony because that was – it sounded pretty it sounded pretty fun, not going to lie. I agree. Tony goes to all the good places. That's true. Alan, 
what is your reasoning for Academy not getting a medal? I have to hear this before we get off. Why do they deserve one? They're not hitting the shots. They're the ones what putting you, the clubs in the, the maybe, shots. But maybe, maybe, maybe the, uh, by themselves, they're not, maybe uh, those, you know. Maybe so those tour, that means maybe, that, hey, maybe those tour players ought to carry their own bag in the Olympics. No. Fine. Then that means then if a caddy can't deserve a medal, that means a caddy, they shouldn't even have caddies on the PGA tour. I got a better one for you. They still have the steeplechase. They still do the steeplechase and stuff, different things like that. Does the horse deserve a medal? Yeah. It, at the it's end of the day, the horse it's... deserves the medal. Who gets the, who gets the medal? The rider gets the medal, not the horse. And the owner. So if Xander Softly wins this week, $1.8 million, okay, and the caddy gets yep. 20, 30, yep. it is, okay. He's, then you're he's, a, okay. he's a paid employee of the player. So they should either get paid or they should receive a medal. End of story. We're talking about the and Olympics. They're not, they're not getting paid for this either on top of it. So that was a whole week's worth of stuff that Xander's going to have to. He probably flipped a few bucks, obviously. Yeah. But Xander's not getting paid for that. Do you like do you like do you like the Winter Olympics, Christian? I love the Winter Olympics. Okay, good. Do you like to watch the bobsled? I love watching the bobsleds. Okay. Does the bobsled deserve a medal? Yes. Yeah. It the carries bobsled, the team. The bobsled it's the bobsled deserves the medal. Well, it's part helped. of the team. Yeah. Absolutely. In all the photos, you guess you know who was in that photo? The bobsled. Boom. And what about Rusty. curling? You like curling, Alan? I love curling. I love curling. A big, big fan of curling. Love curling. Curling is just amazing. You know, it's just a great sport. So that means then the curls, right? Those the have rocks. to get medals. The rocks. They're the called rocks, Christian. Glad you, glad you know, glad you know curling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is getting off. This is getting off the rails. We're going to cut this short. They have to get medals. The caddies do not deserve a medal. We're going to, we're cutting. I'll this put short. that one out there also. All right. I'll put good. that one out there. I'm going to tweet that right now. I'm going to put it out on Twitter. Do caddies, did the caddy deserve to have a medal as well? Yes. Would it be a smaller medal? One tenth the size? Uh, no. Sure. Replica medal. They make yeah. enough of them, anyways. So make, they make it happen. have extras at the end of the games. They can give some to the caddies. Make it happen. I like it. Uh, we're we're uh, well, anyway we're gonna we're gonna ramble on about this for ages. Let's just let we're we're on the 18th hole. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. Christian, closing thoughts for next week. Yeah, closing thoughts for me. Uh, caddies deserve a medal first and foremost, hands down. Um, continue to follow Hashtag us. On caddies the- deserve a medal. <laughs> continue to follow us on all social media accounts, guys. Uh, seriously, it's greatly appreciated your feedback. You know, we're we're trying to make a difference here and. And really trying to get this podcast up and running for you guys. You know, we're doing it for you. Um, we're hoping to bring you guys good content every single week. Uh, anything, any feedback, please let us know. You know, we're, we're open to anything. Um, you know, hopefully you guys have a great week. And, um, you know, Alan, enjoy your vacation. We'll see you guys on the next show. Dad. Okay, I'll go next then. So I want to give a shout out to Survivor Golf Tee. Survivor Golf Tee is the official golf tee of Golf Talk Live. It's in my bag. It's why I hit it further than I do normally. Uh, it's got engineered polyamer plastics that we use. It's all because of the center prong technology that allows uh, the longest rollout as measured by independent testing. 
SurvivorGolfTea.com. You need to check it out. And uh, the other thing I want to mention is it's a new month, new product. So product of the month, month of August here in on Golf Talk Live, the 19th whole podcast is Mantle, M-A-N-T-L, Mantle. It is, it's actually really cool, guys. It is a skin and scalp conditioner ideally designed for men. You're going to be able to read all about it on our social media. And it's non-greasy. It's great. We all know about the harm that the sun could cause us as golfers. You really need to be considering putting this uh, into your daily regimen. It's can, gonna I be ask, perfect. can I ask a serious question before I give you my closing thoughts? Hashtag caddies deserve a medal. No, well, that it's actually I'm going to change it. It's hashtag caddy medal. Um, but no, my question is when when you set this product of the month up, were you thinking of your bald head when you set that up? Is that why you did it? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the topic came up in the conversation. Listen, I need to I need to make sure I don't get burned on the top of my head. Dude, I got. I've already got. I was out on. Okay, so we're staying up with the four wheel drive. Beach, no, no, which, we're, by the way, we're, we're 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 listen. I got cooked. All right, <laughs> we're 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 gonna cut you. We're gonna cut you off. You you've had too much. My closing thought. My mic. Yeah, we're cutting mics. Um, closing thought is hashtag caddies deserve a medal. Um, other closing thoughts is uh, obviously congratulations again to Xander on on bringing home the gold. Much, much appreciated for the U.S. Um, I think it's starting to realize the level of importance and the level of just ability by a lot of U.S. players in the world. Um, but also, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, be sure to check us out on all social media as normal. We just eclipsed the 6,400 mark on Instagram and are continuing to grow, which is awesome. Um, so stay tuned um, for more and more to go in the future. And uh yeah, we'll see you next time. We are wrapping up here in the 19th hole for another rousing conversation of golf. Christian. Yes. Get it long and straight. Get it long and straight tomorrow. Because it's going to be you hitting it short and crooked tomorrow. <laughs>